This is Tips and Tricks for Teachers podcast, the podcast for lifelong learners like you and me. Are you a new teacher who would like to learn some useful techniques that can make your lessons more creative and more effective? Or are you a seasoned teacher who would like to try alternative approaches? If yes, then you are in the right place. Listen to quick ideas that are easily implementable in your classroom, shared in a minute or two. I am Miss Joanna and I host this podcast. Today's topic is Flipped Classroom Part 2. Since there are many components and principles to talk about with regard to flipped classroom, I have divided the topic into a few parts. This is Part 2. I encourage you to listen to Part 1 in Episode 3 and stay tuned for the continuation in the following episodes as well. Today's big question, how exactly do I do flipped classroom? Perhaps some of us are only starting to use it or are about to try flipped classroom. Here are some tips. Tip number one, take time to plan. Yes, it is time consuming, but it will yield the best results and your lessons will be effective. Include the possible technological hiccups when you make adjustments to your plan. Include the brain breaks that you want to do. They also have to be taken into consideration. That is what excellent planning is all about. But do be kind to yourself because sometimes, even when we plan excellently, the plan still falls through. And we are forced to think on our feet. And that is another skill that we teachers have, the ability to think on our feet, be alert all the time. But do plan. If we plan and things still go wrong, imagine how much less we are able to do when we do not plan well. Tip number two, plan for the entire unit or chapter, not for one day. Always have the end in mind. What do I want my students to be able to do by the end of the unit? If the unit takes two weeks to finish, then look at the measurable goals the students need to accomplish by the end of two weeks. Then work backwards, giving them the scaffolding of what they need in order to be successful. By this time, you can now determine the measurable goals they need to reach per day or per lesson which will all come together by the end of the unit. If you plan per day only or per week, you are taking a risk of not being able to finish or not giving the students enough time to reach their learning goals. If you can see the end in mind, you are able to prioritize. And remember to prioritize quality over quantity. Drilling is one thing, But proper planning allows you to decide whether the drilling or whichever activity should be done during face-to-face learning or as homework to be done in their individual learning space. So the question is, how do I plan for an entire unit using flipped classroom? First, it is important to note that we do not need to use flipped classroom all the time. We do not need to flip the entire unit we use it as is appropriate. We must understand what the benefits are 
so that we are able to choose which lessons we can flip for best results. We do not only decide that we want to flip. So how to plan? Tip number three. This is where the flip happens. What you would normally do in the classroom as motivation and lecture, you ask the students to do at home in their individual learning space. For instance, your lesson is about the simple past tense. The day before, assign a video or audio or reading material that explains the concept already. The video should be anywhere from 3 to 10 minutes long. For younger children, keep it short. For students from grades 5 to 8, 10 to 15 minutes should be okay occasionally. So where do you get these videos or audio tracks? You can either try and find them online, or maybe your school has a repository of ready-made materials, or you can make them. Personally, I prefer the last one, make them, because you can make sure that the learning objectives are directly addressed. Also, if the students hear your own voice, there is a personal touch. It's still like they are in the classroom, and the familiarity will help them focus on the lesson better. However, of course, we must also work smart. If materials are already available and they do meet your requirements as well as the needs of your students, why spend time making a new one? We just must learn to prioritize and be discerning. Now, do we just assign the video or audio or reading assignment and trust the student will do it? We must be able to trust our students, yes. However, we must ensure accountability as well. How do we ensure that they do their homework? Tip number four. Have some safeguards in place to make sure that students are accountable for their homework. These can be in the form of questions that students need to answer. For instance, at which time does the video mention irregular verbs? Write the timestamp. You can ask them to write notes and submit them during the face-to-face -face class. Or you can also have a Google form where the students type in their answers and submit online as soon as they finish. There are many others. I will devote the next episode on tips for safeguards, so wait for that. Tip number five, and this may be the most important. Keep an open mind and trust yourself. Do not be afraid. I know that many of us are used to face-to-face -face teaching and being in total control of the student's knowledge intake by being the one to give all the input during face-to-face -face sessions. But imagine what the student can gain if we allow for more time to delve deeper into the concept. And this is more possible by freeing up the time we spend lecturing. When we lecture, we make the students listen. They are mere passive listeners to whatever we are saying. But what they need is to get to learn higher order thinking skills, analysis, synthesis, reasoning, application, and evaluation. And these cannot be fed to them. The learners need us to be the fingers, so to speak, that point to the answer, but they will have to arrive at the answer themselves. And this is not something they cannot do on their own. 
If the homework that you give them that they must do in their individual learning space is designed towards this goal, it just needs to be planned carefully. Trust that your students can do it and believe in yourself that you can plan it well and deliver it well too. So to recap, first, take time to plan. Number two, plan for the entire unit or chapter, not for one day only. Number three, what you would normally do in the classroom as motivation and lecture, you ask the students to do at home in their individual learning space. Number four, have some safeguards in place to ensure accountability. Number five, keep an open mind and trust yourself. Those are my five tips for today. I hope you got something that is helpful to you. Should you have any questions or feedback, feel free to contact me by visiting missjoannaisateacher.wordpress.com. You can leave a message there or find other ways to contact me, including an Instagram account. Again, this is Miss Joanna and this is Tips and Tricks for Teachers. I hope you tune in again next week for the continuation on Flipped Classroom. I will talk about the safeguards that we can use to ensure that our students are working on the assigned work on their own. See you then! Thank <laughs> you.